When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, definitely missed you guys over the over the uh, the bye weekend. Um, but glad to see everybody back and, and ready to go for uh, for for this week. And it was a uh, it was a good bye bye week. I thought I know we talked uh, last Wednesday. I thought our guys really did a nice job in how they uh, how they approached the work. Um, you know, I thought they had two really good uh, practices. We were physical, tough. We got a lot of good uh, you know, speed against. Um, you know, ones on ones, twos on twos, uh, trying to get uh, you know, a lot of situational work. Uh, you know, some of the things we look back in five week of just areas that, that we have to improve. Uh, I know we talked about, you know, just the conversion downs in the last two games have really, have really uh, hurt us. It's, it's, you know, hurt our overall snap counts. I think right now we're the lowest per game. Uh, you, know, you know, snaps offensively. Uh, you know, there's twofold of that. You know, we've, I think we've had. On average, about 11 explosive plays a game, so we've been explosive. Um, you know, we've uh, we've had you know a little bit over three, you know, 35 plus yard plays per game uh, offensively. So we've seen the explosiveness, we're seeing some of the positives. Um, you know, but but ultimately we got to we got to do a better job of third down conversions. Um, you know, continuing to, to extend drives, uh, and then you know defensively, you know, you know, obviously we want to got to do a better job of getting off the field in those situations. I thought we. Um, you know, did did a good job there in in the uh, second half of last week's game, but uh, you know, you know, we've allowed you know um, you know more extensive more extensive drives that have, that have kept us on the field more than what we need to be. So, um, you know, we got some of that work there last week. Continue to emphasize our, our red zone. I think it's been uh, you know one of the, the the overall strengths of of our of our team. Uh, you're doing a good job when we get down there. You know, really on both sides of the ball. Um, and then you know just continuing to work fundamentals technique and uh, you know pushing to get better and you know guys came back last night uh, it was you know they got you know we gave them a few days off and got got good rest uh, some you got good treatment we're gonna think we're gonna have a chance to get a couple guys back uh, here this week I know uh, Keem Dent did more uh, last night I feel very confident in where that could go as the week progresses obviously we got to see see how that plays out um, you know, Rob Scott, I think, is getting, you know, you know getting close. You know, we'll see uh, ultimately what that's going to be this week. Uh, I feel, I feel, you know, more confident than, than what I had the last few weeks. So where, the, what's that look at? What that is looking like coming back? Uh, you know, no Span missed the last game. You know, we've we had a, a you know, last few weeks of uh, game weeks. You know, we dealt with some some sickness that was going around. Uh, just, uh, you know, really as as much, you know, 
around the community. So we have a couple guys that have missed games just due to that. But uh, you know, I think everybody's in a good spot. Uh, you know, as we as we head into this game week. So uh, you know, excited to, to see our guys continue to work. I thought last night was good, like I said. And uh, you know, there's a, a sense of urgency for us to get back on the field and to go play our best game. You know, we want to put together a complete game. Uh, you know, this is a Virginia Tech team that's you know coming off a great performance. They were dominant. Uh, you know, against Pitt. You know, really did an outstanding job of running the football. Uh, you saw toughness. You saw physicality. Uh, you really liked the quarterback. Uh, you know what he was able to do. I mean, he's a big kid. I think he's close to 200, almost 30, 200. Uh, you know, 40 pounds. Um, you know, the, you know, there. I mean, and he is a. He's got the right mindset and how to play it. You know, they, they did some direct quarterback runs with him. That's going to be a, a big part of of what they do. But uh, you know, the running back. Um, you know, the offensive line did a nice job there at the line of scrimmage. You know, you saw you saw toughness. You know, it was put on display, and then they showed some of the explosiveness of being able to throw the ball down the field. And uh, you know, that's it presents a challenge. You know, for us. But uh, you know, defensively, it's a you know a very well coached team. I mean, obviously, we know you know Chris. Marv, uh, your defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Pry, obviously, you know that's uh, that's his background and uh, and you know all that uh, you know, that he's done and all success in his career. I mean, very sound, uh, you know, uh, aggressive attack uh, attack style defense uh, in how, what they do, and so uh, you know, a lot of movement with their guys up front. You know, they were disruptive last week. Uh, and then obviously in special teams, I mean, this is, uh, uh, this is a program that's known for great special teams play and, uh, you know, that's going to be a big battle for us. But, you know, as we go into this week, we're continuing to focus on us and just, uh, you know, going to be the best Florida State team that we can be and continuing to grow as we, we move through the season. Uh, it seems like at least in a couple of these games early this year, teams have tried to control the clock and keep you guys, your offense from getting on the field. Are there things you guys could do defensively besides just executing better to kind of force the issue and, and, and you know, kind of expedite that process to get the offense back on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, obviously creating takeaways, uh, you know, creating takeaways, getting, you know, getting third down stops. I mean, those are those are the biggest things that, um, you know, we've had a big point emphasis, you know, in. And, uh, you know, you look at the first two games and th that was a something we did really well. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you have when you have teams that you know we we have an explosive offense we got you know good players and um you know something that you know, i've seen throughout my coaching career whenever you're you're going against uh you know different opponents some will will try to uh to control the clock and um you know obviously that's that's something that has shown up but we we play a role in that as well i mean like i said we've got to we got to get off the field and we get opportunities and we got to sustain drives uh you know that uh, the offensive part of it, you know, as we went back, I think we'd still be better on third downs, but we've also, uh, we've been as, as good as we've been, you know, on fourth downs. I think we're, you know, seven to nine, I believe, and we really had a couple situations where um, we had conversions, but due to, you know, a self-inflicted uh, issue, a penalty, we had a bad alignment there last week. Um, that hurt us, but I mean, you know, I think we're executing at a high level in those situations, so we have been able to, to do that, um, but, you know, just, we could still be better, and um, you know, yeah. But yeah, it's come down to you know creating takeaways, and then obviously being able to get off the field in in, in those uh, uh, you know conversion downs, uh, you know, as, as high a percentage as we can. With the third down conversions on offense, uh, are you guys finding that you're in a lot of third and longs, or is it? I guess. Uh, oh, no, I mean, it's common theme of what's yeah, happening. and really for me. You know, my mindset over the last few years, I think I might have mentioned this last week, is, you know, what are you doing on conversion downs? Uh, you ultimately, if you have a third and eight and you get six yards to a fourth and two and then you convert on a fourth and two, 
you know, that's, that is a positive set. You did what you needed to do um, to put yourself in that, in that situation. You know, yes, everybody wants to get the, if it's third and eight, you want to get the eight yards, but, but ultimately there's times that, um, you know, you can have that type of thought process. And, uh, you know, you know, we're going we're gonna to continue to push and, and uh, you know, we want to we wanna convert over 30% or, or 50% of the time that you get, you know, in those, in those cash down situations. So if you're, if, you're, if you're third and fourth down, you know, if the third down helps you to get a fourth down, um, you know, conversion, then ultimately that's, a, that's a still a positive play in, in our thought process. So, um, you know, we've been good we can be better and that's that's ultimately um you know just the the mindset the approach of what we're trying to take is man is go 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 execute to the best of our ability let's eliminate the mistakes let's make sure and you got to give credit we played you know some a couple of good defenses in those situations that have that have uh, you know forces and then we've had some mistakes in, the, in those situations and so you know those are things that we just got to be able to have uh, uh, you know, better execution, but then also you make sure that you know, as a coaching staff, we're continuing to develop plans that help help put our guys in the best uh, best you know, situation possible. Two part question: um, You guys want obviously want to establish a run this week. Um, I think Virginia Tech allowed 38 yards last week to Pittsburgh. Um, what do you guys need to do to get the run game going? And um, how, what, did they, what did you see that they did last week to kind of um, limit Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, they did, a, they did a good job of attacking, you know, on their defensive front. You know, linebackers, you, you look at their team. I mean, they're big, um, you know, they get great length, speed. Uh, yeah, they really fly around. Um, you know, on the defensive front, they're going to move. And, you know, there's twist games, uh, you know, stunts, blitz, you know, all different things. And they, they were very impactful. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be a challenge for us. You know, we have to we, – we're coming off one of the, you know, the lowest rushing performances that we've had since we've been here. Um, and you know, got to give credit to, to, to a, a good job by our last opponent, but also you know there's, there were a lot of opportunities that we went back and, and were able to see where it's just a, a tiny detail, a fundamental, you know, making sure that uh, you know, we're taking the proper steps, put ourselves in the right position, um, you know, to, to go and, and be what we're capable of. But uh, you know, every week we want to establish a run, and you know, but we're also going to take what the defense gives us, um, and that's that's something that you know we've got to be able to have a balance. But you know, it's going to come down to you know what I want to see is I want to see us go out there and and you know, with our technique, fundamentals, and communication, go out there and execute the way that we can. And you know, from where where we go from that, you know, as long as it's is the best we can be in that situation, then you know, I've got I've got confidence that you know we'll we'll get back on track. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this this is a team that they're going to force a lot of eight-man front. Uh, they're going to try to get those hats down. They're going to always try to have you know plus one uh, you know in the run game. So you got to do a good job of uh, making sure that uh, you know you execute that you, you do a good job. Um, you know, play with your eyes, and then you know obviously uh, quarterback. You know, just you know taking what they're giving you in those situations. With the run game, are you guys seeing teams consistently try to take away? Jordan, for the green option stuff, are they committing to that? Uh, I mean, they're you know teams that count for Jordan. I mean, they you know if you don't, it's going to result in you know pretty good plays. And I thought there was some, a couple times um, you know had run pass you know option there uh, a few times in the last game where uh, you know really in Jordan's hand to what he sees. And uh, you know there was probably a couple plays where he could have got uh, you know some yards there on the run. You know took an opportunity with the pass and you know didn't didn't work out for us as well, but. Uh, um, you know, we're going to continue to, to, you know, make sure that we present options, um, you know, and, you know, I think, 
you know, if teams are accounting for Jordan, that's going to create more space for us in the, uh, um, you know, in the run game. And that's, and you know, obviously we got to do a great job up front. We got to, everybody's got to, got to handle their their man, their responsibility. Um, but you know, if, if you know, Jordan is always a threat, um, you know, there's some times that you know we're going to be smart on just you know how much we are trying to run him. You know, he's coming up. I don't think it's a, not it wasn't a secret that you know he was dealing with the. Uh, you know, Kind of playing a little bit banged up there, and I thought he showed great toughness. And there were some runs that that we did have with him, um, but you know, there's, you know, I'm also gonna be smart with him too. And so, uh, you know, we're, you know, he's definitely feeling good. The bye week hit for a good time for him, um, and so you're excited to see him back out there. And uh, you know, we'll see see what uh, uh, what this game plan and uh, you know, obviously how the, uh, uh, you know, how this matchup kind of plays out on on how much they're accounting for him. Hey, Coach, you mentioned the Virginia Tech quarterback. I think he had over 20 carries in the pit game. What does another dual-threat quarterback present challenge-wise for the defense going into this game? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, faced, we faced one a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, that, that hurt us. Um, and, you know, ultimately it was, uh, you know, he did a good job. They had some design quarterback runs, um, you know, that they got out on us. And uh, so you know, I'm sure they're going to look at a lot of those things. And, um, you know, he's got a strong arm. I mean, he can throw it all over the field. Uh, you know, I think you know, he had a big 60-yard uh, touchdown pass uh, that was that was placed perfectly. Um, you know, to one of his big receivers. I mean, they, it's, this is a team that can present challenges. You know, for what they're doing. I thought they're coming off their best game. Uh, you'll hear this last week. You know, you, they kind of got no rhythm. Um, you know, they were able to 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 attack. Uh, you know, the, the Pittsburgh front and. Um, you know, we're creating some movement, and you know, the quarterback. I mean, he is a tough runner. I mean, he's not—he's not one of those guys that's, you know, just looking to get a few yards. I mean, he wants—if he gets an opportunity, he's gonna try to run over you. And you—you you see that toughness. You saw that put on display, and um, you know, it's definitely you gotta—you gotta come with all you have. And then when you get there, I mean, we got a lot of Garnet jerseys that are that are tracking with you uh, to make sure we get these guys down because they do run tough. You talked last week about how the defense in the second half uh, seemed more aggressive, made the, made Clemson react to you instead of the other way around. Is that, I mean, I think I know the answer to that. Is that something moving forward you want this defense to be? Like, not wait until halftime, not wait until a team establishes something. Come out of the gate making the offense react to you. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, and that doesn't always come down to blitzing. It, it, you know, and that's one of those things that, you know, when you say and how you attack, it's, it's you know, Playing in, playing with confidence in, in what you see and what you react. I mean, you know, obviously there's um, there were a few things that that uh, that we saw that were different. You know, they they did some you know quad sets and just different things you got to react to and uh, um, you know kind of get into the flow of the game um, with with where that went. But uh, you know, I want to see our guys yes go out and absolutely play uh, with confidence, attack. You know, be able whether that means pressures at times, whether that means you know just rushing for and and still just the the how we fit how we communicate and and the uh, uh the sense of urgency which we play uh you know is, is important i thought in the game uh you know against clemson i thought we did a good job of, of stopping the run you know there early they got one that got out you know there later but i thought we did a good job in in that but we still had some things that um you know we had to clean up there in the in the back end you know that uh, that got us uh, you did a good job with their, getting their backs out um you know, we did see some things that we thought we could uh, uh, expose, and I thought there were some good adjustments that um, that were made that allowed us to, to to be more aggressive there in the second half. But we want to have that that mindset regardless, of, and that's one of the things we talked to our team about. We got to come out and start fast, and you know I think when you look defensively, that's you know, we've got to 
that's got to apply because we have not started games well here really in in the you know the first three. I mean, I know we had the goal line stand in the opener that was big, but still there was a couple plays that that allowed the uh, allowed them to get down in, into that uh, into that you know area of the field. But you know we got to come out and we got to start games. Uh, you know obviously faster on that side and uh, you know, if we do that you know I've got a lot of confidence in in, in what it will look like because of the injuries up front uh, you you guys have had to work some different combinations on the offensive line uh, and some of these guys are new to Florida State they've been here for months but first yeah. few games um, has this first month given you a better idea of like what each guy can do and, and maybe how to best use their strengths. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you got, I mean, really we played three guys up front that are newcomers and, uh, you know, you get, um, and they've shown really good. And then there's been times that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, we've had some areas that we have to get better. Uh, you know, you know, Bless Harris has done a, done a good job there, uh, you know, on the left side, you know, in the place of, uh, you know, Rob Scott. And, uh, you know, really he's been here for a good amount of time, but he missed all of last season. And so really getting his fir first true uh, extensive games, uh, you know, game reps. That's a, that's actually another one that uh, you, know, you still count in. Now we have a four game, you know, uh, kind of pool of, of of examples of what we've done, you know, at a high level and things that we got to improve uh, improve upon. Um, you know, it's good that we're getting, you know, we got Maurice back in the last game. You know, obviously, uh, you know, hopefully getting Rob back into the into the fold. And now you add that, you know, that talent, that experience, and and really just a combination of, of a better understanding of what. Our guys can do, and you know, trying to put them in the in those best situations. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about building from that, and you know, having guys that are more confident in some of the combinations and some of the, um, you know, just the deep, the fundamental aspects of uh, of what we do up front. You know, how they have to work together, and just being able to react maybe just half a step quicker than what we did. In because it's all good, you know in some games where maybe that that slightest step does not get exposed when you're playing really good people when you play teams that um, that attack I mean it's gonna it's gonna show up and that's where you know we go back and look at it and you know we we've had some opportunities we just got to be better and I think with the with last week and what we were able to do and then obviously coming into this week another you know more time and you know a better sense of of our guys I think it's definitely going to help Sounds like you expect Virginia Tech's defense to be pretty aggressive. I wonder with you as a as a play caller and a guy that's trying to play the, the chess match, maybe they're aggressive against other teams, but you have to figure out, okay, how are they going to defend us because not everybody has Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. How much does that go into like your game planning for a week and what we've seen on film might be different because they haven't faced an offense quite like what they're about to see on Saturday. Yeah, and that's always that, – that's the – you know the plan A, B, C. You know what are you going to see? Uh, how does somebody? You know what are they looking at to think of? You know what's the best way due to their with their talent level or with their schemes? You know how they want to to try to defend you, and then you know what are the adjustments throughout? And so, um, you know I love that part of it, and you know it's always it's it's a weekly battle for me. It's you know you you look at at them, but then what are the things that they that they have shown schematically? And for me, I, I I go back years. I mean, just looking looking at different things to try to help best prepare our guys. And you know, if it's if it's not A, then you know we kind of move on to B. And then you know, if it ever gets you know beyond that, I mean, um, you know, even even last last week we spent a lot of time or the last game, and we spent a good amount of time 
uh, preparing for something they'd shown two years ago, you different coordinator, but you know, just because of the potential of what we thought we, we might see and showed up a little bit, but you know, it's just, that's always a, you know, one of those, those uh, the great debate of, of a work, where you're working through it, but it also takes those in-game adjustments and being able to, uh, to adapt to what you are getting uh, throughout. mentioned Deuce returning uh, this week. Uh, we saw Ja'Kai on the depth chart this week. Getting that full allotment of wide receivers, I guess, how can that help you guys in terms of matchups and rotation? Yeah, well, you know, and it's, and it's you know, Ja'Kai, you know, he practiced last night. I think, you know, you know what that what that workload is going to look like. I mean, but we're we're definitely excited about getting him, you know, um, as he's getting back. You know, Kentron is one that, you know, we've missed too. I mean, you know, we that was a uh, you know, he's been out for the be for the better part of this this season so far, and uh, you know having you know, two guys that have, that were pushing to be starters, uh, you know, and you know Jakai started a lot of games here. Kentron's made a lot of great plays here. Um, you know we've we've been down down uh, you know, a few guys now. Others have stepped up, and uh, you know I think you know, we played at a, at a at a good level there. Um, but man, I'm I'm excited to see those guys you know get get out on the field, and I think they're going to continue to build to our depth uh, and to the to the playmaking ability that we have, um, and definitely excited to you know for what they're going to bring here as we continue on in the year. All right, thank you guys. Have a great day. Uh, we haven't talked to you since the Clemson game. Um, it seemed like Jared was very impactful. Um, what, what did you see from looking back at the film of that game? I really thought, um, you know, that was probably his best overall game that he's played since he's been here. And, uh, you know, obviously some of the passing statistics aren't going to reflect that. But um, I did think he was impactful in terms of his pass rush. But the way he played the run was was definitely the best that, that it had been since he's been here in terms of um, – being impactful, but also doing his job within the defense. And I think, uh, you know, he went into the game with the mindset, you know, of, of doing whatever he had to, be, to do for, for the team to be successful. And uh, you know, I thought he played really hard, and I thought he played really well. On the missed field goal by Clemson, did they feel pressure differently from you guys from something you did earlier in the game? Or what did you see on that play specifically? Um, you know, we... I was probably a little bit cautious on the first field goal attempt, just you know, with them having um, a a new kicker situation. Um, we were very fake aware on, on the first field goal attempt. On that, on that field goal attempt, I didn't think a fake was was necessarily something that would have a high likelihood of happening. So we went a little bit more to a traditional outside block. Um, but I don't I don't know that it was that 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 had a, a big impact on. It. I think he just pulled the ball a little bit. But um, I do know we got some some pretty good pressure with Renardo off the edge. Um, whether that impacted it or not, it's, it's really hard to say. But um, obviously, uh, critical play in the game. I think you've addressed a little bit before, but the, the good moments keep uh, compounding for Ryan. Uh, for him to keep responding based on what he did last season to, to have this year, I guess, how rewarding is that for you as a coach to see that happen? Well, you know, he uh, Ryan's done done a great job this year to this point. Um, you know, and he's he's, I think he's handled everything like a pro. You know, whether it was when he wasn't hitting the ball as well a year ago, um, and really towards the end of last year, I thought he really did a nice job of responding. And I think that's just kind of carried into carried into this year. And um, you know, 
and and he knows though you're you're one kick away or one game away from from you know people being back on you a little bit and I don't think he worries about that I think he's going to go out there and, and um, do the best that he can possibly do I know he had a really good off week in terms of just getting back to some some things he wanted to work on and uh, you know I know he's he's primed to have a, a good second half of the year Alex Mastromano especially in that fourth quarter had a couple of good um, punts to pin him deep you know how much does that help how, how much do the defensive players go over to him and you know say good job and how much does that matter Oh, that was that was huge. I thought Alex did a great job for us. Um, he was able to flip the field over a couple times, especially uh, that punt that was late in the game that we were in our own end zone. I thought he hit a great ball there. Um, you know, if he doesn't, you know, he's going to set up a, a pretty short field position for them. Um, I thought our coverage was really good, and, and I think our guys recognized it. You know, as a matter of fact, um, you know, Alex was our, our special teams player of the game within our own our own team uh, last week, and, and it really came down to, to how he operated and how he how he was able to affect the field position in the game. Your guys' role up front, defensive ends, going up against a, a quarterback like Drones. Um, you know, it seems like they're running like almost like triple option concepts. It seemed like what, what sort of challenge is that? Is there more of a spotlight on you guys to be that much more fundamentally sound? Yeah, you know, I think uh, anytime uh, that you you play a, a mobile quarterback. There is the the point of emphasis in terms of, of everybody being able to execute their role and responsibility, especially in the design quarterback run game, uh, which you're you're referencing. You know, they everyone's got a job, um, everyone's got to fit their gap, everyone has a role and responsibility, um, especially when the quarterback starts running the ball, and, and it's really critical that that we're disciplined in everything that we do. Um, you know, to, to make sure that that we handle our role within the defense. I was watching a game where I think they said there are 70, over 70 punters in Division One football from Australia. I mean, that's become like a pipeline now, a cottage industry, really. Does Master Mono have you talking to other people out there? Is that just what, you know what I mean? Like, is, does he have connect, obviously has some connections in that country. Sure. Does he have some connections for who's going to replace him? Well, his, he, he actually, his coaches that, that kind of facilitated some of that recruitment are the ones that I talk to. Um, you know, I'm sure he has a pulse in terms of who else may be good players, but not something that he and I generally engage on. But um, you know, we'll we'll have to make some decisions when when that time comes. You know, um, I really like Max Shimento, who's on our team now, as as uh, you know when Alex is has graduated and stuff. So um, we'll see kind of where that goes. It's a little bit early on in, in that process, but you know the Australian. I guess the thing that the Australian player brings to the table is just multiplicity and how you punt. You know the roll punts both ways. There, now you see more and more guys kicking with both the right and left foot. Um, so it does it does add an element uh, to your strategy when it comes to punt, and also adds a, a little bit of a a challenge to your punt return as well. On the uh, on the place kicker, just as a position, uh, do you watch these? I mean, I assume you, when you watch some of these other games, the Clemson or excuse me, the Duke Notre Dame game. Obviously, the Clemson guys had this situation. It seems like these kickers. I mean, a lot of when they have these misses, it's so magnified. Like how how big of a part of that is just handling, like you said. The way um, Fitzgerald has handled his situation, like it, they all can kick, or they wouldn't sure. be on these teams. But handling that, how how difficult is that? No, you know, I think I think uh, you know that situation, um, those moments that that you're referencing, those are high pressure, 
high leverage situations. And, um, you know, you've got to be in them to, you know, enough times in your career probably to, to be comfortable with them. Uh, I don't know that anyone's ever totally comfortable with those moments, but, um, you know, I think Ryan's done a great job of, of responding both positively uh, to positive moments and, and to moments that were negative um, and just continue to focus on the next kick. But you're right, you know, there's a lot of games where that, that's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, and we talk about it all the time as a, as a team, as a, as a program, as a staff, that, you know, you've got to play every play because you never know which one is going to be the one that, that directly impacts the game. And uh, a lot of times it's those, those kicking situations that do, and you've got to be ready for when your opportunity presents itself. With um, obviously with um, Fitzgerald winning the um, kicking competition, Keltner was involved as well. When you guys get in a game like Southern Miss where you have a blowout, is there consideration of giving Keltner opportunities as well? Like when the, some of the backups go in, um, you know, it, it depends on the situation. Like in that game, uh, we did play Max Shimento, um as a as a kickoff guy in, in that in that Southern Miss game uh, to get him some reps and some opportunities. Um, it just depends. It just depends. I mean, there may be a situation where that comes up at some point in the year, but especially that early in the year, um, I was really looking just to try to keep Ryan in rhythm. Um, wasn't really looking to, to, to make any, any adjustments there, but we'll see as the season goes on whether that's something that could come up. On uh, <coughs> excuse me, Clemson's last play, the pass deflection, was it Pat that got it? Yeah. And, and is that – you, did you guys play that – Situation the same throughout the game, or did you have to adjust much? And, and that, I guess. Um, you know, in, in terms of that specific play, I thought first of all, I thought Pat played really, really well. Um, he was impactful on a couple plays uh, where he's able to use his length, get his hands up, um, impact throws, uh, made a huge stop. The play right before the field goal that we forced on the quarterback runs. So Pat Pat really played well, and I thought he really played well uh, in the fourth quarter, but. Uh, in terms of that call, I mean, I thought Coach Fuller made a really good call. I mean, fourth and two, um, you know, it's, everything kind of happened real fast because it was went from third and one to now fourth and, and two, um, you know, thinking that they were going to come out and maybe run the ball on the third down play, and then they, they threw it out on the spot screen. And then Coach made a great call. He went zero pressure, um, brought double-edge pressure. Pat was able to get his hands up in a throw lane, um, knowing the ball was going to have to come out quick in that situation and, and you know, Thankful we were able to make a play, and he needed all of that six-five frame and length to, to get a finger on it. But it was it was a critical uh, play in the game, obviously, and uh, you know it was, it was exciting to see him have that that opportunity in that moment uh, in such a big situation for the program. Thank you, guys. the rushing tag against Clemson, I know that's not the standard that you, you guys want. I guess mm -hmm. how close do you feel like you guys were to maybe having more sustainable explosive drives and I guess what needs to get cleaned up moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I give a lot of credit to Clemson. Man, they did a good job. They had experienced front, probably two of the best linebackers in the country. Um, you know, when we had a chance to hit them, we got to hit them. You know, we missed a couple of those opportunities there. I was just talking to Mo Smith in the hallway not too long ago. He was saying, you know, he Mo, is, Mo keeps me, he tries to keep me positive, you know, that's his job. And he told me, he said, well, Coach, last year, you know, we rushed a lot for him and we lost, and this year we rushed nothing and we won. I said, yeah, I didn't, you know, I'll talk to him later about that. But it was good that, um, you know, we got the win, but no, we got a lot of, when we, when we do get it blocked up and it's clean, we got to hit him. 
And um, when it's not, you know, we got to make sure we're finding a good thing to, you know, what they can do. You know, we're playing with some new guys with Bless Harris, um, who only started one game last year, um, Casey Roddick, who's new, Keandre, um, JB, um, Darius, who primarily have been taking all the reps at center. So I, I want to use him at different positions, but when you're training a center, it's not like you can just rotate him in practice. He has to be locked into that position. So I think with guys getting back healthy, with Rob making his, you know, have a possibility to come back, Mo being healthy. Um, so we're back to kind of that normal rotation we had at the beginning of the season, kind of getting close to that. I think that'll give us, you know, a little bit more of what we're looking for, but uh, it's got to improve greatly. And we also got to do a good job of finding what they do well because sometimes I get comfortable with what I like and I got to make sure I'm doing what they do, what they like, what they can do, and what they're capable of. So the self scouting these last four games have been very heavy. Staying on the run game, um, last week, um, first four weeks, Virginia Tech kind of struggled against the run. Yeah. Last week against um, Pittsburgh, they allowed 38 yards. Um, what do they do differently, and how do you, um, how do you want to attack them? I think fundamentally, what they did was they, they tackled well. You know, they didn't miss many tackles, and they were able to penetrate the front a little bit. I think Pitt is having some trouble up front with some injuries and things like that too. So that takes accountability of it also. But in the end, man, as you watch defense, you know, as they're going out through the season, they're getting better. What you should is what we're looking for. You know, we, we have the results we want, but there's still a process of improvement. So I think, you know, they're tackling better. Um, they, they, keep a, they keep it very simple. Now, they got some things that could give you some problems with some wrinkles, but for the most part, you don't see major missed assignments and things like that. So they're doing a good job of playing sound football. They're tackling well, and, and when they make tackles, you know, they can make it tough. On some of the um, – you guys had to take a lot of shots against Clemson the way they were playing. Mm -hmm. um, when those don't hit, I think a lot of times we look at the quarterback. Can the receivers be doing more to help Jordan on some of those? Um, I know Keanu and Johnny made some great catches, but oh, yeah. they also didn't come up. And we're going to do that. You know, we don't, you know, of course, we want to hit them all every time we throw one. And it's always something different each time, whether it be the defense, what they present, they play it well, whether the receiver can do a job of separation, or we're joining timing and protection also. So I think, you know, our identity on offense, we're going to take shots and we're going to push the ball down the field just because we got the talent to do it and we got a quarterback with a big arm. You know, and when they hit it, it's good. And when it's not, we got to also find that consistency on the next down and still make up for it. But we don't shy away from taking the deep balls or the shots based off percentage. I mean, we'll keep doing it. You saw in overtime, we still did it, where possibly that was second and long. Where we possibly could have been in a third long situation, but we still took the shot. Um, so we believe in those guys to make the play. So we're okay with, you know, whatever the result is of, of us taking those deep shots. Going back to the run game, Trey talked about last week how you guys were, you know, close to finding a groove in the rushing and stuff like that. Um, you know, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, getting close. Do you feel like the group is getting close to having kind of a breakthrough moment and kind of establishing that identity? I guess, do you feel that something's coming on in that sort of sense? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, credit to some of the defenses we played, too. Clinton's a strong front. So, you know, I, I don't want to make sure that I'm discrediting them at all. And, and, and I mean, they stopped us, number one. But also with us, I think Trey is referring to we had a couple of times to hit him, and we kind of missed those opportunities, whether for any reason, whether it be us, whether it be O-line, whether it be back, whether it be whatever it was. But I think that's why the closeness is coming, because when we slowed it down and watched it as a whole group, you see the, the development of it. You know, and now we got to do a better job of creating space and, and finishing the runs and, and making sure we're not tackled by the first guy. But the opportunities are there. We just got to take advantage of the opportunities. Coach Neville talked about um converting on third downs um what do you have to like is there anything you have to do differently or is it getting shorter downs or just like um 
just converting them, like and executing, going on executing. Yeah, we went and looked at all of them. You know, with the, with the bye week, we had a little bit of time to evaluate it all, every play call, every detail, every every all of them. And what we found is, you know, execution at number one. You know, we've had some times where maybe we had a missed assignment or a drop or you know a protection error, whether it be O line or back. But all the things we talked about, it came down to execution. So we think we're on the right track of what we're doing, and we just got to execute at a high level. And I, you know that that that's a part of getting better throughout the season. You know we want to make sure that we're getting better as we go. Now we're thankful for the results and the wins, but there's still so much more improvement. And you want to be playing your best ball toward the end of the season. And um, I, I think we we got a chance. And our players, you know, coming back and watching this practice yesterday, we practiced last night. I, I felt that coming back because you're always worried. You, know, you, you win a win a big game, get a bye week, you know, get some time off, and you come in on a Sunday night and man, they attacked it. And, um, and 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 when we you know we try to make it forcefully uncomfortable. We, we we work things that we might not have worked in a while just to make that mental sharpness and test it to make sure they're mentally sharp. And they did a good job. So I think they're optimistic and they want to get better. So I think we'll be fine. You had mentioned newcomers on the offensive line or kind of having revolving pieces. Not that that's mm-hmm. yeah. I know it's not an excuse for you, but like you guys to have this data point of four games now and then have the bye week. Is how helpful is that for you to get? I guess context for them, what these new guys can do for them to go back and see what they didn't do, that, that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, extremely helpful because, you know, when you when you, when you have, like, for example, Darius was the primary center, Casey Roddick, first time starting for the nose. I'm rotating, Meech, then he's rotating with Keandre, JB, then Darius still playing multiple spots. It, it's not, they're doing, a, they're doing what we're asking them to do. It's more of me of understanding what are they doing well and make sure I'm highlighting that and not using what I've probably done in the past that's had a lot of success and what are they doing well and make sure I'm highlighting what they're doing well. I think that's more of the balance of it. Is, yeah, I'm going to coach them hard. We got to block all that, you know, all the normal stuff you're going to have. You, know, you can watch any football game. You know, you got, you got to do stuff better. But what are they doing well and what can I do to put them in better position to showcase their talents, you know, whether it be whatever scheme it is and understanding that, you know, doing a better job of putting them in better position. Coach Norvell mentioned uh, the possibility of getting Kentron and Jakai back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what what could that do for the offense? Man, just depth and or totality. You know, what I mean, those are good players. That Jakai's made a lot of plays in in Campbell and, and on the road. Man, I mean, I, so many moments flash into my head of of him, man, having some game breaking times even from the first year. You know, what I mean, <laughs> having some really good plays. So it's always good to have him back, and he's been in good spirits. The equipment staff has literally had to steal his shoulder pads from him every week because he wanted to go out there a little bit too early. So he's he's chomping at the bit. So I'm 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 very excited to see him out there and practice this week. And Tron also, man, Tron has made a lot of plays around here too. So and that's the balance I have to make always. You know, we're always looking for improvement, but I'm glad we've been able to showcase some other guys. You know, maybe this might not be going, but I'm glad to see Keon making plays. You know, I'm I'm liking it, the the other guys. Jaheim making some plays. So. You know, I know it's going to come for the backs, and I know it's going to come for the other guys, but with Tron and Jakai, and that make it you know, a little bit deeper, and, and it's, a, it's a really good group, really good group of receivers. Also, when um, when you have an explosive offense and other teams are trying to keep you off the field, mm-hmm. um, does that create a challenge in terms of guys wanting to do too much or, or pressing a little bit? And have you seen that, uh, or has that not been? Yeah, whenever you get limited opportunities, guys want to make plays, you know, and, and that's a part of it. But in, in the reality of it, we just got to be efficient. You know, whether they're trying to keep the ball from us or not, if you're efficient, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're efficient and you're not wasting drives or wasting time, you ask you a high level, you know, they, they better be just as efficient. So, 
that's the that's the balance of it. I mean, they can they can attempt that, but as long as we're efficient, you know, you still got to score. You know, you still got to you know win drives and win and um, put put it in the end zone. So, I think our efficiency is great when we get in the red zone. When we do get the first first down, I, I like what I've seen from the offense. But at the end of the day, we got to just execute and and be efficient no matter what they're doing. I'm pretty sure coaches alluded to how the big picture as a whole team how that works together to keep us on the field so and we got to push the tempo a little bit more probably play a little bit faster and and, and have a better do a better job on third down but you know efficiency is the number one i know jeremiah played a lot of football before he got here but maybe you know level of competition the level of stress whether it's playing in these sort of environments uh, how confident are you that he's learned the lessons he's needed to these first four games and we'll maybe see a different kind of performance out of him moving forward yeah, I haven't had much of an issue with JB. I think that gets blown out of proportion a little bit. I mean, he's still young. He's still learning the system and things like that. But um, I didn't walk away from the game disappointed with Jeremiah Byers. He's been he's been fine. He, he had some mistakes there in the game where he, um, you know, ducked his head in protection once. And um, um, I think that was the one. And then one we probably held on a little bit too long. We, we, we were trying to convert a long, long third yardage, which happens. Um, we gave him some assistance, but he still ducked his head on it. But I've been pleased with Jeremiah's progress and how he's been doing moving forward. I think what happened was he came in and played at a better level, so his expectation level is higher, you know. But I look at it from the totality of, you know, I get to see him every day. But I've been pleased with what Byers is doing as far as progressing as we go. But no, that was a good player he went against. You know, that's going to be a part of it. But I also watched him go in that environment and not have any false starts and, and, and still, you know, I, I'm, I know what he's going to I know what he's capable of and what he's going to do, but I have no disappointments. I'm, I got to coach him better in some of those situational deals, but he's been doing fine. On, on that note, how proud were you um, of that group, uh, the way they handled you know, the crowd, the, that mm -hmm. defensive front? Mm -hmm. And I know the rushing numbers aren't what they need to be and all, but just not having just, you know, some, some offensive lines crumble in those situations. Oh, man, that's a really good front. And they're old, they're experienced, they're fast, they're long, they're strong. I mean, it was a good front. So what I was proud of was just the resiliency to keep playing, you know, because I thought Bless Harris did a really good job in protection. I thought Mo coming back that week because he still was kind of banged up from the week before and coming in and having a solid performance. Um, I was able to get Keandre and, and Meech on that rotation, which was good. Just to keep them in rotating. So just to maintain poise in the environment because there were some moments in there where we could have started doubting or, or disappointment and despair. Like I used the deal when I when I took. JB out at the end and I put Darius in, that was more for the athletic matchup of that person. I knew Darius could do that better, but also Darius had to primarily work at center that week because Mo was still kind of iffy. So he didn't have a lot of reps at that position, but you know, he's a vet, so I trust him in it. And he still, when he got in there, he had some, some times where I could have, you know, snatched him up. But that's why I went there. And the first person that really brought that up was JB. Like that's what I love about that unit is they gonna they know how to find a way to win the game and play better at the end and trust each other. So I'm really pleased on where we are, and I can't wait to see us keep moving forward. Coach, I know you used a lot of two tight end sets in, in prior years, but it feels like you, you mentioned showcasing other players in the roster. It feels like you're showcasing Jaheim, Kyle, even even Marquiston a little bit more. I mean, what what have they kind of shown you, and then what's what's the next step for those guys too? Just versatility. You know, we we, we didn't shorten the playbook with those guys, and some of them just you know got here. They've been here you know one spring, one summer, so. Being able to use them in different positions where guys can get a tip and, and still block and still pass game. I mean, we put a lot on that tight end plate. We put a lot on that position, whether it be in the box or outside the box. They're asked to do what a tackle can do and what a receiver can do. 
and um and, and then you rotate multiple guys in there by situation so I've been pleased because we've been able to use them in multiple spots and kind of still get the screen game going, still get the vertical pass game, and still get the, the get involved in the run game, whether it be cut off backside, you know, so leading on front side plays, man, being attached and things like that. So once again, game five coming up, we should be able to start doing more and more with those guys, but I'm pleased at where they are now. And, and as we continue, I think it's going to get better. What does Robert Scott mean to you guys up front? I don't think he's ever really going to be close to probably 100% for you guys, it seems like. But just, I mean, I guess him just being out there, how important is it for you guys? How, how different does it make things for you? Rob's a vet, you know, and you got to remember Rob, his, like, so Rob started pretty much, you know, since he's been around here. Him, when you talk about continuity, him being next to a guy that just got here is very valuable too, because then that would put him next to Casey, um, who, 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 you know, just going through his first, he's going through his fifth game as an old. So those little bitty, intricacies that you might not cover rob has done it seen it been through it so you can tell like and mid mid drive adjustments and things like that i mean he's like having another coach on the field that's kind of the cliche deal but it is i mean you watch rob in practice i mean he's standing i mean he's even when he's not involved he's involved and and motivating those guys even on friday practice i was proud of him because i really got on the guys on friday just about some things that i wasn't pleased with within the walkthrough and rob was emphasizing those things that, that i that i talked about so just another voice in the locker room that understands what it takes to win at florida state and sometimes that, that that's not understood just based on they think oh, i'm gonna go practice hard man it's so much deeper than that and rob has an understanding of that thank you Hey, Coach. Uh, hey, how helpful was the bye week in terms of self-scouting, and, and did you guys spend more time on scheme thoughts or more on individual guys and what they can do? I would say both. You know, once we got off that plane from Clemson um, that Sunday, uh, it was very much just making sure all the data was in order um, so that we could dig through it on Sunday night into Monday. And I would say the first, before we got back with the players, um, a lot of it had to do with just the data through the first four weeks, you know, where we were at, what we were doing, um, what are the things that we can build off of. Um, you know, defense is kind of like offense too, where, hey, these are the pictures we've shown. Let's make sure the pictures change up going into next week. And just, you know, all that things that you do with all the information you get through the first four weeks. And then there was a big personnel meeting, you know, because uh, I think this, unlike the first several years here, we have a bunch of really good young players that aren't playing a lot right now and so then what was the plan um, you know where were they at at this point you know what we what we can do to expedite you know their ability to get on the football field whether it's in the kicking game or on defense um, so you know that was kind of a synopsis of what went on early in that week last week kind of following along that through four games gone against some pretty good offenses you know it's always building but on defense like what do you think you guys are good at right now where things that you take a look at and say we, we need to improve on, on these aspects moving forward yeah i thought you know we went in the year making sure that we we're going to be better in the run game in all ways you know and you know i think you know minus a run here or a run there you know what i mean and i thought we've done a nice job of building walls and being better in that way um you know, I think we've got to do a better job in the pass game um, just of staying connected to receivers more. Um, I think that, that can be definitely improved upon. Um, 
you know, I liked, you know, there were different games of different um, focuses, you know, of keeping some of these quarterbacks in the pocket. I thought, you know, especially going all the way back to the LSU game, I thought our front really did a good job of just understanding what we were trying to get accomplished in that game and their execution of it. Um, you know, as you build on year to year, week to week, you know, you, you put more and more on them um, and just measuring, you know, what's too much, you know, what is allowing your guys to go play and, you know, just you're always, you know, coaching is always about trying to put yourself in a position to reflect with the fast forward button on, you know, and that's kind of what we try to do. And, um, you know, I've got a good sense of what our guys do well. Um, we got to continue to, you know, double down on that, but also stay ahead of it, you know, so that, you know, offenses, every time they line up, have a little bit of um, this, but this type of mindset to them. So, um, I like the I like the guys that we have, and I like the direction that we're heading, and just the urgency of what it needs to look like this week is just full throttle. Because you know we and fans don't necessarily have all the information, um, but you, in a game like that against Clemson, uh, where you when you blitz more, you had more success. Then like then the next question from our side is, well, why don't you blitz more? So like, what goes into those decisions and? And kind of did Clemson do anything differently that you guys maybe either didn't expect or didn't believe would happen? Um, to answer your first question, I mean, if blitzing was always what was going to work, we would blitz every single play, you know. And we have blitzers ready for each play, you know, to be honest with you. Um, whether they're in empty formations, unbalanced formations, condensed formations, four opens, you know. And um, you, know, you have mindsets going to each game of, you know, when we look at things, it's always like, okay, what's the matchup personnel-wise? Um, are there any tips or identifications in motions and splits and formation looks that you want to pressure those looks? Are there certain looks that you don't want to pressure? Uh, are there certain times that you don't want to show a look so then when that comes up again in a critical situation, they're not prepared for what you're going to do? You know, so there's all those things. And you know, there's times that we played a lot of coverage. There's times that we pressured a lot. Uh, I hope in both those instances they both work, you know, and uh, you know it's my job to continue to work through that and put them in the best situation, you know, and that's the job every every week, you know, of you know whether it's the first play of the series, whether it's the last play of the game, you know, what I mean, what is the scenario that we can put our guys in the best position that they can go play their best, you know, and sometimes that has to do with rushing four, sometimes that has to do with rushing seven. You know, and all that stuff just goes into putting together a plan. Specifically, the the Kalen blitz and fumble and touchdown. One, the significance of that play, like for you to see that happening. What was that like? And then two, I guess what what did you see maybe going into that that play that allowed you to like okay, we're gonna do this aggressive uh, field side blitz. Well, you know, that whole series. You know, that was a you know a. I don't even want to say a back and forth game, but obviously it was at a critical moment. But you know, we had done a really good job in the run game, and they hit their first big run, over a 30 yard run on a counter play. Um, then Jared comes back and answers it with a TFL on just a base look. And so we got them a second and long and plus, you know what I mean? And so there had been a few of their you know, throw games that took a longer, a little bit longer to develop, you know, per se, you know, in some of their route combinations. So it's something that. You know, it's just some pressures that we feel comfortable with, you know, and I, what I was proud of is the communication that happened between Tatum, Shaheem, and Kalen on that play, you know, and 
when you execute at a high level with good players, usually good things happen. And that was a big play, you know, and it was a critical play. And, you know, momentum is as big as the next play, but that was a really big one for us. And uh, proud to see Fisk pass it to Kalen and make that thing work. You guys have had stretches in every game where you've, you've kind of been dominant. Even the Boston College game, you went on a 28 nothing run. They had five drives. They didn't do anything. LSU, you shut down for the most part. Clemson in the second half, you shut down. Um, is there a common theme to why that doesn't start from the start of the game? You know what I mean? Like It seems like you struggle to start the game, you find your footing, and then you can take control of the game. Is there a common theme? to? Is it just teams doing things you haven't seen on film to start a game that you guys get your footing later as the game goes on? You know, I think, Corey, you know, we always want to start fast, you know, and, you know, there are some you know, games that we've started faster than others. I mean, you look at how the, the season started, you know, and that was the opposite of the way, you know, big play, but then you go down and you stand up. What I, what my message to the guys has been through four, four weeks is what I really appreciate is when we've needed you and we've needed you at times, you know, as a defense, um, when our backs have been against the wall, we've played our best. That's great, right? Let's play our best when we're not near the wall, you know, and you know, it's taken a lot of work to get that mental toughness and that belief and that fortitude that whether it's a goal line stop or whether it's a critical third down or whether it's in the fourth quarter or whether we got to go create a takeaway and score, whatever that all is, um, really happy that we have that to us because that's an important trait, toughness, mindset, ability to respond, all those things. Um, you know, how do we create, and I use the word urgency, um, you know, but how do we create that um, constantly? Because we try to do it here in practice. We, we do it in meetings, you know, it just, you know, in some of those games, you know, sometimes, you know, there are some good players you play against and they make a play, but you never want to take a knee to that. You know, you want to force the action. You want to make sure your guys are always the aggressor. Um, you want to make sure you tackle well coming out of the gate, um, you know, all those things. And, you know, I go back to some of the Friday practices that we've had and some have been better than others. And that's a continued push for me. Um, to connect what we're doing out there and what we're doing, you know, on that game field. But I do appreciate this when we've had to make an adjustment, whether it's um, a tackling, whether it's pressuring, whether it's how do we play certain sets. Our guys do listen, you know what I mean, and they do respond. Um, we just want to create that for 60 minutes. Renardo has done a lot of good things, obviously. Uh, that third down stop was huge in overtime, but then also I thought the, the moment where Shipley got the best of him on a, on a carry and then the next play, I mean, he just came up and laid the wood to a big dude. Um, what can you? Just, what's it like been watching see him play? Yeah, Renardo's a great competitor. You know, he really is. And uh, I think he's got confidence in coverage right now. He's always been a good run supporter. You know, that's why we played him at safety a little bit, you know, early in his career. Um, but, I mean, he's really good in run support. You know, he's been a really good one-on-one -on -one cover guy um, this year. And um, he's somebody we have a lot of confidence in, you know. And, but that, that was a big play, you know. I mean, I think that running back at Clemson's one of the better in the country. You know, he's a ferocious runner and he breaks a lot of tackles. But, you know, there was a one run fit that was absolutely textbook with, and it was multiple people. And the ball just bounced out to our unblocked player. We talked about building the wall and what it needs to look like. But that free player's got to go tackle like that. And Renardo did it and um, got a lot of confidence in him. 
I don't know how much like pre-scouting. I'm not going to ask anything that bad. I hope, Coach. Um, you know, how I guess far in advance do you scout an opponent? Virginia Tech came into the season with a, a different. You know, Grant Wells, I guess, is going to be their starting quarterback, and they've gone to Kyron, uh, the Kyron kid. Um, does that affect a lot of the the sort of preparation you had, or does it throw a wrench in the plans, or do you not look that far ahead, like four weeks ago, like this is what we're going to see five weeks from now against Virginia Tech? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of summer pre-study that you do, especially with uncommon opponents. Uh, but even with guys that you've played for four years now, you're still doing some pre-work in the summer. And listen, coaching is maybe like your profession. You do a lot of groundwork underneath the surface, and you can study something for 45 to an hour, and you find something that falsifies the information, you just move forward. You know, And that's just our profession. You know, you're constantly trying to find tips, clues. You're trying to find an edge. And you can't get frustrated when it comes up and you find a reason why it won't be an edge. You just drop it and you go to the next topic. And so, you know, personnel changes, quarterback changes, you know, we've gone through that here. And, um, you know, I think they pretty much sell it in on why they made the quarterback change. I think it was due to an injury early, but I think they have a lot of confidence in how that game's played the last, especially the last four quarters. What would, uh, if Akeem, when, when Akeem is available again, um, and what, what will that do for the, the secondary? Well, it's a guy that's been almost a three to four year starter. So, I mean, it will just continue to build playmaking and depth and competition, you know. And, um, you know, just whenever he is back, it still doesn't take away the urgency for this younger group of, of DBs. You know, we got to continue to push that. And, um, you know, it's, it's human nature when you're a young player to come in and, all of a sudden, you don't play a lot in the first game, and you get not frustrated, but just kind of set in the way of, okay, is this the way the rotation? And our message to them is rotations, you know, as much as we want consistency, and we'll lock into a consistent rotation, um, but we're trying to find reasons to involve people. And so just the opportunities, whether it's on special teams, whether it's just out there on the practice field of making sure regardless of who's available that has played here in the past, um, we've had guys that have come back as returning starters that have gotten beat out. Um, we've had guys that came in and true freshmen that have taken starting roles. So, um, you know, Akeem's definitely somebody that's played a lot of football for us, um, somebody that was playing good football, and we look forward to getting him back at some point. Uh, but the urgency of improvement for all players are still out there. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.